Good Monday morning and welcome to The Daily Buzz. I'm your host for today, Sage Miller. Many residents and businesses in Salt Lake City's ballpark neighborhood are feeling unsettled and unheard by the city. Tribune editor Jeff Parrott spoke with criminal justice reporter Peyton Harkins about a persistent amount of concerning behavior in the area. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Great piece in the newspaper this weekend. I wanted to catch up on your ballpark crime story. And can you tell me a little bit why ballpark? Like, how did you get here? So this story, I guess it began several months ago when I was doing a sort of completely separate project. It was uh, it was basically me and the rest of the criminal justice reporters at the trip were kind of looking into property crime because we just found some interesting stats about property crime. Utah has one of the nation's highest rates of property crime. So I was just trying to talk to people who had been affected by property crime. And I started noticing that a lot of the people who reached out to me saying they'd experienced property crime was from ballpark. And so, you know, from there, you just kind of, you know, talk to them about some of the other issues they're experiencing and stuff like that. And I kind of quickly began to realize that what I was hearing from these people were not going to fit into the scope of this property crime story and that it was actually you know, a completely separate story altogether, just about what these people in the neighborhood have been kind of experiencing these last couple of years. And it sounds like the police were kind of already onto this already. Um, it sounds like they've got different patrol tracks, a north and a south patrol track. Could you tell us what those are? Basically, for the last couple of years, maybe even decades, when police officers are kind of out patrolling and they don't have a lot to do, they're just kind of looking for crime. They will often go to kind of two areas of town, and one is called North Track which is over by, it's, it's North Temple, right outside of downtown, right just west of downtown, sort of by where Red Iguana is and their Mata Inn and stuff like that. And so that kind of became an area that was known for increased levels of crime sometimes after, sometime after Operation Rio Grande happened. But then the other area was what he called South Track, which is kind of in the ballpark area around State Street and 1300 South. And so specifically a convenience store at that intersection had been on their radar for a long time. But it seems like more recently, neighbors anyway, are at least saying that they're seeing sort of impacts of crime that aren't just centered around this convenience store. They're kind of moving out into the neighborhoods and stuff. Another um, spot in your reporting where crime that seemed to be centralized was around a homelessness resource center in Ballpark. Um, neighbors had complained about it, at least business owners you reported. Yeah. So the the homeless resource center is a big piece of this story because it's like, at first, the, you know, the problems were mainly focused around this convenience store that used to be called Wayne's Corner. And then the Homeless Resource Center moved in in 2019, which was about two years after Operation Rio Grande, which was basically this, this state operation in downtown Salt Lake City where they tried to sort of address the homelessness problem and also this problem with just open air drug use and open crime that was occurring kind of in the Pioneer Park area over by where the road home shelter used to be. And so the idea was, you know, we're going to tear down this big shelter that had like a thousand plus beds and then build a bunch of, not a bunch, but four, I think, um, smaller shelters throughout the county. South Salt Lake got one, Mill Creek got one, Salt Lake City got two, I believe. One is located within ballpark proper and the other is located within sort of the central city area. But basically, since this homeless shelter came in, you know, business owners and residents have been saying that they've seen an increase in this sort of not really like high level, you know, violent crime, even though our data does show that homicides are up in 
District 5 in the last couple of years, but, you know, just a lot of kind of nuisance crimes, you know, like public drunkenness, public drug use, lots of yelling, you know, simple assaults and stuff like that. And so a lot of people that I talk to point to this homeless resource shelter coming into the neighborhood as sort of the catalyst for all this. Uh, it's it's mostly, you know, nonviolence kind of public nuisance. Public nuisance. You know, you get your bike stolen once and that's annoying, but it happens four times. Like somebody got it, you know, like what happened to somebody in this story. And it's just like, when is something going to give, you know, that on top of they talk about finding, you know, just used you know, needles and stuff on the ground, like to the point where they don't let their kids go out and play outside anymore because they don't know if somebody's going to come into their backyard, you know, if they're going to find dirty clothes or if they're going to find used needles, you know, and God forbid the kid touch the needle and get poked, you know, or something like that. Like that's, that's kind of the concerns that these people are dealing with, not just, you know, once a week, but daily. Peyton, is anything being done to help ballpark? Yes. I mean, the answer is yes. You know, Salt Lake City PD, recently conducted an operation over at Wayne's Corner where they they had a goal to reduce calls for service and reduce police reports through, you know, just kind of telling, you know, civilians, empowering them to tell people to leave, you know, for instance, when they see people doing drugs and also police, you know, showing up when that happens. So that's had, you know, an impact. The numbers show that police are having to file less reports and there's less calls for service there. So that's, you know, that seemed to help. But outside of big institutional, you know, ways to fix this, the city is a little bit at a loss right now because they've been trying to kind of deal with the larger problem of homelessness in Salt Lake City and having chats about what is Salt Lake City's sort of responsibility to deal with a problem much bigger than Salt Lake City. The DA's office has, you know, the beginnings of a plan right now. It's this program called the High Utilizer Program, where basically they're trying to identify the people who get arrested and charges don't seem to stick to you. And then they come, you know, right back out of jail after that. There's been some ideas floated through that program that like, maybe we will create a mechanism that keeps people in jail long enough till we can figure out, you know, is this a mental health problem? Is this a substance use disorder problem? You know, is this something like that? And hopefully connect them to some resources instead of just, you know, letting them flow in and out of jail because that's not getting them the help they need. So there are, you know, there are a lot of different things that could happen, but it kind of seems right now that, what the residents are getting is just a lot of, a lot of time, <laughs> you know, like they are, the city council has, you know, another year basically to decide what to do about homelessness and homeless shelters and stuff like that. So we will see. Peyton, really nice job with this story. Incredible reporting. And thanks for hanging out with the Daily Buzz today. Yeah, of course. Have me anytime. Peyton's story ran in print this weekend. But if you don't get the actual paper, you'll be able to check it out online at sltrib.com. Next, data columnist and jazz beat reporter Andy Larson discusses how opinion polling regarding abortions in Utah has changed over the years. After the leak of the Supreme Court's majority opinion that looks set to overturn Roe v. Wade, I was curious about how attitudes towards abortion have changed over time, especially among Utahns. So to find out, I used the Utah Digital Newspapers Project, now open to anyone to search through 50 years of Tribune issues, looking for Utah-specific polling on abortion. In the end, I found 14 such polls. The first poll I was able to find was issued in 1970, three years before Roe v. Wade. Then respondents in Salt Lake and Davis counties were asked if they would favor making abortion legal in Utah. 37% of people said yes, while 54% of people said no. But attitudes changed after the court decision came down. By 1982, 54% of Utahns said they would oppose a state law banning abortion. And 10 years after that, in 1992, when Utahns were asked if a woman should have the right to choose if she had an abortion, 57% of people said yes. 
Further passage of time in the 2000s has not led to more liberal attitudes on abortion in Utah, however. Polls on the matter in the last 10 years are pretty split. Most polls show about a 50-50 attitude. Half of Utahns favor making most or all abortions illegal, while the other half prefer keeping most or all abortions legal. And that's it for the Daily Buzz today. If you've enjoyed the local news in your ear every morning, consider rating the pod and sharing it with your pals. And I'd like to give a big shout out to the Salt Lake City band, the Pelicans, for our music. And as a reminder, the Tribune's Dayton Olander will be your host for the remainder of the week. Have a good one, and thanks for hanging out with me.